Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work at ETOF21 Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm everywhere, people. How is everyone doing today on this lovely, lovely Martin Luther King Day, January 18th? Wow, what a weekend of football it was. I learned some stuff. Hopefully, you guys learned some stuff. Today is Monday and as normal, it's a reaction Monday where I'm going to dive in and I'm just going to talk about what I think about the games, what I learned, where I see teams going, just the whole nine yards. So let's let's hop right into it. The first game, Rams 18, Packers 32. Rams defense, they just, they were containing the Packers, containing the Packers. But in the second quarter, they had that drive, it was... Second down, they got to stop. Aaron Donald, undisciplined, 18-yard penalty. You can't be doing that. You're supposed to be one of the better def- – You he is one of the better defensive players in the game. He's a captain of his team. He can't be selfish and extend the drive because he can't control his temper, and that's what he did. Plain and simple, that's what he gave. Gave the Packers some momentum. Packers went up a quick, quick 10-3. Another three and out for the Rams. Boom. 17-3. Rams were able to get a touchdown before the half, but why were they going fast? The one thing that always amazes me is these coaches rushing at the end of the half. The best teams are the teams that create situations where if they're getting the ball to start the half, they're going to score and they're going to limit the time that you have. So they create back-to-back situations. And then the flip thing of that is if they're if they don't have it, they're going to limit the time so you can't have that situation. That's what the best teams go. And Sean McVay is supposed to be this fucking offensive genius. Where the hell was this offensive genius? And the Rams got in trouble on offense when they abandoned the run. I've been saying it for a year now. Cam Akers is the fucking real deal. He is the fucking real deal. You need to ground and pound the fucking shit out of him. I really wasn't a fan of the wild card just because everyone knew he was going to fucking run. I would rather just do the handoffs and the zone block, the zone run scheme. That's what I would have done. But Sean McVay, dude, there's this whole thing about Sean McVay and this offensive genius narrative. It's when does that stop? Because remember, it was it was like a couple years ago where if you like took a piss next to Sean McVay and it at a urinal, you're fucking getting an NFL coaching job. And now, the last two years, these offenses uh, have not been that solid. They're kind of uh, you know what I mean. Like I haven't been that impressed with these McVay offenses. Now I know Goff had a bum thumb, but you could still come up with a game plan or stay with the game plan of running acres. I just really have to question all that. Rodgers is Rodgers. I mean, this guy's playing at an insane level. He's basically just giving the organization a big fuck you in terms of drafting Jordan Love. But there's going to another thing. What, what, what do you do with Jordan Love now? Aaron Rodgers has three good years left. Do you just have Jordan Love sit? Or do you trade him and try to try to acquire someone? Granted, I need to see how Love's doing in practice, but... I mean, he's MIA, man. (laughs) Like, I just, Packers, I really think they should have drafted a T. Higgins in that situation, somebody else. But just to have Jordan Love, who they traded up for, just sit there, 
Oh my God, that really a head scratcher. You know, the Rams moving forward. What's going to happen with Jared Goff? After the game, McVay didn't really sound like he was too solid on him. Can you imagine if Deshaun Watson went there? Wow. But the Rams, A, don't have the cap space, and B, don't have the draft capital to be able to make that play because they're so poorly run financially. And you just paid Jared Goff an ass ton of money, and he can't throw with pressure in his face. And then the wide receivers, you have Woods, Cup, you have some good tight ends. Offensive line's deteriorating. The left tackle, he I mean, he could retire. Defense, I mean, besides Donald and Ramsey, you know, like, they're good because of the two-star players they got. But let's not get it twisted. This team, until they switch their quarterback, is what they are. First round and out in the playoffs. And the whole narrative of the offense, with McVay being this offensive genius, they're just a ground and pound to play defensive team now. So their whole identity has changed. Packers are going to be tough. Packers and Lambeau, are they going to be tough to beat? Obviously, the way to get them is you got to disrupt Rodgers. you got to make them uncomfortable. You need a corner that can stay with Adams. So it's going to be interesting to see the game next week. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's what I think of that game. The next game, Bills and uh, the Ravens. So that game, that game was another weird game. The Ravens were dominating up and down the field. They just couldn't score. They were keeping the Bills in check, and the Bills were able to get some late TDs. But here's the thing. Josh Allen is playing at a remarkable level. Don't get me wrong. But the fact they called so many pass plays shows me how little faith they have in their running game. Now, yes, I know Zach Moss was hurt. I understand that, people. But the fact that they called so many of those pass plays really shows how little faith they have in the run game. And the Bill, the Ravens' defense was doing great. Bills offensively did not have over 200 yards to that last drive in the fourth quarter. Did not have it. They were being shut down until they got it. And, you know, I'll give the team credit. They're winning. But how confident can you be in them going to this AFC championship game? I mean, I could make a case they should have lost both games. You look at the Ravens, Ravens missed Hollywood Brown on two TDs, and Tucker missed two field goals. So that, that's 20 points right there. 20 points left off the board by the Ravens. Fine. Bass missed two kits. So 14, end of the day, 14 points. 14 points even now missed by the Ravens. I mean, like, does this give you, like, anxiety as a Bills fan? Because... I don't know if I really trust them going into Arrowhead. Ravens, the thing with the Ravens, guys, is everyone's knocking Lamar on his head and everything and saying he's, they need a new quarterback. He's the reason. Guys, I hate to break it to you, but when you're relying on Willie motherfucking Sneed and old man Des Bryant to move the chains, who's their chain mover? Who, like, honestly, Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews and his 28% target share is their fucking chain mover? That's the guy you're trusting to make a big play. They have no wide receivers. They have no weapons. They need to go out all in the offseason, and they need to get a guy that can move the chains. Because you, any good offense, you can't rely on Willie Sneed and Des Bryant that nobody fucking wanted. Nobody fucking wanted Des Bryant. 
and the Ravens got him. Nobody. Hollywood Brown's too small. He's a field stretcher. So I just, the Ravens, they need that guy that can go and they can just be a reliable chain mover. Bill's defense is playing a lot better, but they're going to have to their hands full against Mahomes. If I know, let's face it, Mahomes is fucking playing. There's no way Mahomes is not playing, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, this Bills team, I've been low on them all year, and I've lost money betting against them. Maybe next week is the week I finally come around. But I just, yeah, I just I'll, no run game unless it's Allen. Allen's passing has improved greatly. I'll give him credit. Defensively, I'm still not sold on him because they should have lost that game. They should have lost to the Colts. Bills should be. Bills should have lost to the Colts first round. I'll just say it. I have not. Now they're winning. Then that's the most impressive thing. Someone called me out on Twitter for it. That's the winning. That's the most important thing. But they haven't been impressive. You could have made a case they should have lost both games. Now, the first game on Sunday, Browns and Chiefs. Here's the thing. Like, Chubb. Oh, my God. Chubb. Butterfingers dropping some easy passes. And there's this whole thing at the end of the first half. Now, here's my th- here. This is my thing. Why are the Browns going so fast? Why the fuck are you going so fast? Even if they score a touchdown there, you're still giving Mahomes the ball with a minute 49 left. And he gets the ball to start the second half. No, no, the Browns got the ball to start the second half. Excuse me. What the fuck are you doing? That, and that's my one thing with Skafanski. Skafanski in-game management is very, very poor. Understanding the analytics part, when to go, when to kick, when to punt, when to go for it. And, like, trying to rush there was just awful fucking coaching from him. There was a minute 49 left. What are you doing, Kevin? What the fuck are you doing? And still, he says with the halftime interview, oh, we want to run the ball more, comes out, pass, 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 interception. So you say you want to run the ball more, two pa- two passes, third passes the INT. Like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? They And their most successful runs were out of the shotgun, which they weren't doing until the second half. And anyone that's watched the Browns football is knowing the back half of the season, that is when Chubb and Hunt have been running their best. Chubb ran for 50-some-odd yards in the third quarter alone. If you would have been doing that at the beginning of the game, that would have been fucking huge. Huge for the Browns. Now, the Browns moving into this offseason. Everyone's like, oh, building for the future, great position. Guys, I got news for you. I'm going to tell you right now. Cleveland Browns next year, my bets are not make the playoffs and the under. And it's the same reason why I did this... Those bets with the Ravens and the 49ers. Because it's hard to maintain success at the NFL level. There's always something that happens. Have it be an injury. Coaches getting fired. Another team comes out of the blue. Whatever. There's always something that happens or another team gets unexpectedly better. And if you look at the Browns roster, their defense fucking sucks. Like Their defense is fucking awful so they need to address their defense and they need a playmaker i'm not saying obell odell's gonna be the guy but you guys have seen now granted i've admitted i'm low on this team what stefan Diggs has done to 
Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. He's just made the offense better because you have a playmate, a hundred, a hundred reception a year guy. And right now, the Browns don't have that. Landry's a great secondary target, a great slot wide receiver, but he's not a main guy. You guys look at his splits in the slot versus the versus the uh, outside. It's night and fucking day. He's not a number one. Dante Peoples Jones, great field stretcher, not a number one. And I'm not saying having Odell there would have won in this game, but because Odell, in my eyes, isn't anywhere near the player Stefan Diggs is. But they need someone like a Stefan Diggs, a playmaker, and a reliable reception guy to take that next step. And they need to do something with their defense to take that next step. If they don't take that next step and they run it back with what they have, oh, God, I'm going to be cashing those tickets all day fucking long all day fucking long in terms of the Chiefs, guys let's not fucking kid ourselves there is no way the nfl is not gonna fucking clear patrick mahomes for this game none with viewership down there is no fucking way they're gonna do that they need mahomes out there for the viewership and that's where he's gonna fucking be he's gonna be out on the fucking field that's number one number two last game they ran the ball well now, just like I said, and people called me a moron, I said Alaire was too small, that he wasn't going to make it through the year. He's hurt. Therefore, Williams is their main guy now, not Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is in that uh, McCoy role that he was in last year. So I'm expecting a heavy dosage of run and a heavy Travis Kelsey next week in that Bills game. But also... Mahomes is a toe issue. Why the fuck is Andy Reid running an option play when Mahomes is a motherfucking toe issue? Granted, you know, that was a great play call. A fucking great play call to pass it to Hill because no one was expecting him to hike the ball. That was a great call. But let's not go sucking Andy Reid's dick when the fucking, his stupidity by running the fucking option with Patrick Mahomes with a banged up toe got him hurt. What the fuck is that? Why is it anyone motherfucking talking about that? So, yeah, sometimes with these play callers, they just get too cute. And that's that's what Andy Reid got. And it bit him in the ass with Mahomes. But, you know, give credit where credit is due. Henny came out and made some plays. Late game, Bucks and Saints. Whew. Wow. I mean, the Bucks special teams are god-fucking-awful. And that could be the key next week against Tampa against Green Bay because those special teams are fucking awful like awful like when I say awful I really don't think you guys understand how bad they fucking are it was at the point yesterday where they should have just been kicking the ball out of fucking bounds just out of bounds it really surprised me I really thought the Bucks were going to go to Godwin a lot more because that great advantage they have but they were content with just running for net and with how the Packers are against the run. I expect it to be another Fournette and Jones Jones game next week. Next week, that's going to be God. That's an interesting matchup next week. Very interesting matchup. Now, granted, I know Tampa's Tampa's that team. They they're paying for their Super Bowl because of Brady, Gronk, AB, everybody. And I really think they're going to be able to go into Tampa Bay and win that game right now, unless something sticks out. Granted, I have to rewatch that first game and see how Bulls' defense was able to limit Aaron Rodgers. But you guys got to remember, Rodgers was up 10-0, then he just kind of quit on his team. 
So that game is going to be very, very, very fucking interesting. Very interesting. Saints offseason. One, Breeze is done. I mean, Breeze is done. Unfortunately, he's done. He's retiring. So, I mean, I did make a post today about who I thought is going to be the next quarterback, and I'll say it on here. I think it's going to be Matt Stafford, as much as it pains me to say that because I am a Lions fan. Lions are going for another rebuild. Campbell's taking the job. Campbell has ties to the Saints. Campbell decides he wants a new quarterback, tra- tra- trades them to uh, New Orleans. That That's my prediction. It'll, I'll hate to see Stafford go as a Lions guy, but I really think that's what's going to happen. So, But, yeah, it was an interesting week of football. And a couple guys have asked me about my scouting stuff. I haven't even started the scouting stuff, guys. Like, Guys, I'm going to be so honest with you. I am so far behind. I have not even dove into any of my scouting clips on my Peloton rides yet. I need to start doing that. I need to get on the bike and just start watching tape. And here, here's the thing when I watch tape. I need to watch it. And I, this is my thing with quarterbacks. When you're evaluating quarterbacks, the best thing you can do is have it go screen by screen. Split screen. That's what it's called. That's what the, that, that's what the kids are calling it. Split screen. Have it go split screen so then you can kind of see. And that's why I told everyone about Tua. Tua doesn't have the arm strength. And the fact that, God, Tua may be traded to the fucking Texans. That's another thing. Deshaun Watson is legit. And honestly, if I am an NFL GM, the only team that I don't, that won't be calling is, are the Chiefs because they have Mahomes. But I legit, if I'm Seattle, if I'm Buffalo, I am calling for Deshaun Watson because he's that good. He can take a team over that hump. And it's crazy because I was just talking about Tua. I'm betting the Dolphins to win it all if they trade for uh, Watson. That would be fucking insane. Oh, my God, that would be great. That And that would be great for the city of Miami. And then Tua goes to the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL. And it was kind of crazy. Like, I listed my my uh, jobs, and I put Cal McNair as a reason why I didn't rate the Texans job that high at number five. I call it an idiot. The thing is, is I was right yet again. <laughs> like, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. The, the, the situation is actually worse than I thought it was. Actually worse than I thought it was. So if Deshaun goes there, God, that'd be fucking crazy. That would be fucking crazy. But, you know, we got it. We got our final four, boys. We got the two bays. We got green and Tampa battling it. And we got the bills and the Chiefs. Hopefully Mahomes can play. Like I said, for sure, he's going to play. And and me and my guys, we already locked in a number. It's already been sent. So that's the podcast for January 18th. Have a good one. Stay safe. Be well. And I will talk to you guys on Saturday.